Three, two, one. Meow, meow, meow. 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 Here we go. Hello, everyone. This is Joe from the BeCon Podcast, part of the Animal Advocates Mission to create a more compassionate and loving world for all living creatures, whether or not they're above the land, below the land, in the water, above the water, in space, in the Earth's core, in another dimension. All these animals are good, and all these animals should be loved, and we're here to make it that a reality. You can find us wherever podcasts are sold, whether that's Google, Apple, or Spotify, and you can always reach us by emailing bekindpodcast at gmail.com with any questions, comments, concerns, life advice, or updates on anything you're doing. We just love to hear from somebody so we know that people are listening. Today, I have the pleasure and honor of being joined by quite a crowd. We have Melissa, John Beck, Dieter and Kelly. I don't know why John was the only person who got a last name. <laughs> and Melissa, John, and Dieter are all on our board of directors. And Kelly has a lot of interesting things going on that we are very excited to hear about. Hello, everyone. Hey. Hi. How's it going? Hello. <laughs> so, Kelly, would you mind introducing yourself and telling us a bit, little bit about what takes up most of your time? Okay, sure. Uh, my name is Kelly. I've been vegan now for almost four years. I spend a lot of my time with my backyard sanctuary that we have on our property and that includes four rescue goats 21 chickens and nine ducks so they take up a lot of our time but in the best way and i also volunteer with challenge 22 i'm i'm a u.s supervisor with them and i've been with them for about two years now would you mind letting our listeners know a little bit about your vegan journey and how you found yourself in your current way of life? Sure. I'll try and shorten it up. <laughs> uh, my husband and I were vegetarian for five years prior. That started because my husband volunteered on a dairy farm right, be- right, right beside where we live. Our neighbor owns a dairy farm. So he volunteered bailing hay, and he ended up milking cows. And in that time, there was a, there was a baby boy born. My husband bonded with the boy. He was beautiful, found out where the little boy went the next morning. He was gone. So that got my husband thinking. Fast forward to when we went vegan, and that was because we watched a lot of documentaries that are available and learned about the harm to our planet, just what animals go through and the harm it does to our health. So we thought we knew vegan was the next step that we had to take. Before we dive a little deeper into those topics, what were some of the documentaries you watched that you would recommend to our listeners who may be wanting to learn more? The one that got me was uh, Cowspiracy. That was the first one I watched. Oh my goodness, there's, there's, there's just so many out there. Dominion, that was a hard one, but I got through it. Oh my goodness, there's, there's just so many out there. It, it, it's, we need to watch them so that we're, we inform ourselves. I agree. Every once in a while when I find... I lose my vegan motivation. I make sure I go out there and I watch a documentary. Or I read a book. There's so much out there. So whatever your interest is, you can certainly find a piece of vegan media that relates to your current worldview. And I know the big one that gets a lot of people is Earthlings. That's that's yes. a tough one. I haven't been able to make it the whole way through that yeah. one yet. Although I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm like I'm, I'm an advocate of like refreshing your motivation. But I see a lot of vegans like rewatching like graphic documentaries or the graphic YouTube videos and I don't see the point of traumatizing yourself if you're already vegan. It's kind of why I I tend to turn it off. Because I think that that turns some people into like the 
the negative stereotype of vegans that are just out of control and angry at everything. And Kelly, something that stuck out when you were talking is you called um, a baby cow boy. Is I know language is a huge deal in terms of how we look at food and animals. Can you elaborate a little bit more on the word choices you use to describe some of your non-human companions? Yeah, I just have learned through this journey that you know the words that we were that we used to refer to these beautiful creatures is wrong it's it's just to make us feel better on on what we're doing to them that's not actually what they are <laughs> i mean it's it's they're living beings they're they're animals who want to live so that's that's what i've learned i've i've tried to change my my language on that stuff because of of what it actually is what what they actually are so that's why i always say <laughs> baby boy baby girl depending on the sex of the animal definitely seems like we use some of those terms to reinforce some cognitive dissonance with yeah what we're doing yeah i agree that's a nice transition into your backyard farmed animal sanctuary can you tell us a little bit more about how that got started back when we were still vegetarian my my husband wanted chickens just of course for the eggs well and he he said he wanted our son to to be around chickens he 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 always liked being around chickens himself so so that's what we did we we found i believe it was eight yeah eight chickens we got uh to start and then we were still eating their eggs when we transitioned to veganism of course that stopped and in that time we rescued factory farm chickens some from philly area and then some from colorado and we just kept (laughs) we just kept rescuing it seemed like we were going to be all chickens an all chicken sanctuary but then we heard about some ducks on craigslist that the the woman i guess got them from tractor supply but her husband didn't want them so she was giving them away for free didn't want them didn't like the mess they were making so we picked them up, and little by little, we just grew our, our backyard. And, and then from there, we heard about the goats. There was a meat farm that was closing. We rescued four goats that way. And of all these animals, which is, would you say, the most difficult to care for? I would say the goats. <laughs> the goats, only because we didn't know much about them when we, when we brought them home. Uh, the two out of the three boys were, had to have emergency surgery. Uh, they had urinary blockages. <laughs> So we had to make drives to New Bolton, and uh, they they were there for a few weeks and um, had to have surgery. So it was a scare. It was it was a scare when we had that, and that wasn't long after we brought him home. But knock on wood, everything's pretty good now <laughs> since all that happened. But because of that, I would say the goats, um, and the goats are comical, entertaining. They're like dogs. We love them like our dogs, <laughs> like our dog that we have. They they always make us laugh. I've never actually seen, well, I've never seen a goat in person and made a conscious effort to concentrate on it since I've been practicing a vegan lifestyle. Are they actually always smiling or is that just how the pictures turn out? <laughs> no, I think that maybe that's maybe the pictures. I mean, but they, are, you can tell when they're happy, just like with any animal, you know, you can tell when they're happy. But, but I know what you're saying, like about the smiling, they do look like they're smiling. And you look at them with their with their eyes, their their pupils. I mean, they just put a smile on our faces, really. <laughs> I don't know if goats have more peopley faces than some other animals, but they always like from what I've seen at at the sanctuaries we volunteer with. They seem like they're more expressive than a lot of the other animals. 
in our experience, that we have one girl and three boys, and our girl is very much more vocal than the boys. The boys are more laid back, and April, our girl, she will she will let us know when it's time for us to make an appearance. We can hear her from the house. <laughs> so I don't know if that's. But I have a friend who has male and female goats, and she says too that that she thinks that's the case <laughs> with the girls, but. They're just they're just awesome. My my son is and and they're very gentle around him, but they let him know too when they don't want him to pest them, um, and they they want to be left alone to eat. You know, one animal I don't have a whole lot of interaction experience with is ducks. Can you tell us a little bit about them? I know sometimes they get a little bit of a reputation for being cranky. You want to tell us a little bit about yours? Yeah. Well, we have we have four boys and. Four boys, five girls. The boys, well, I should say the Muscovy male duck that we have. He, we just recently, within the last uh, two months or so, saw the dominance that can can appear. He's very protective of everyone. And my son was running a little too much, I guess, for his taste. And, and he left him know. Uh, he flew at him. <laughs> um, he was just letting my son now look okay this is my area you need to back off <laughs> i don't like what you're doing so now my son knows <laughs> but he's he's gorgeous i don't know if you know what muscovy ducks look like but ever since we rescued our first two i just have like this thing with muscovy ducks clyde our male he was actually dumped at a local pond and somebody took him to the humane society and then word got around on social media and friends of mine tagged me that thought maybe I'd be interested. Anyway, long story short, I ended up getting him, bringing him home. And at the time, I didn't know what kind of duck he was. In fact, they they thought maybe he could have been a goose. Didn't know the sex. But as he grew up, I knew exactly I knew exactly that he was a boy and that he was a Muscovy because I had to already. A lot of people think they're messy. I mean, I would agree to that because I take I take care of nine of them so they are a little messy but they're awesome too they're they're comical they have their own personalities just like any other animal is that typical of ducks where they have kind of a social hierarchy like other group social animals yeah i mean i think they're very similar in with chickens as far as their individuality their personality my son wishes they would like to be held (laughs) they don't they don't like to be held (laughs) they just want to kind of do their own thing and be left alone my male will come up and, and eat uh, sunflower seeds out of my hands. He, he'll do that, but that's as far as, and then he'll let me pet him that way as long as he's eating sunflower seeds. Once I'm out of sunflower seeds, forget it. He, he doesn't want anything to do with my touch or, or me or anything. <laughs> so <laughs> so I uh, heard you say that your one duck's name is Clyde. You, is, obviously, yeah. you obviously have a lot of animals. Uh, do, you have, do they all have names? And what's they, the and what's the craziest name you have for any of them? Oh man! <laughs> or How unique, much time do you have? Oh, <laughs> you don't yeah, have to name we, off all of them. <laughs> so I'd be very um, impressed if you could. <laughs> <laughs> well, Clyde's probably the most normal, I guess, name okay. that we have for the, for the animals. I would say the craziest would be our goat pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Our goat, comma, pizza, I'm hoping not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. our son <laughs> decided he was going to name the goats, and nice. we left him do it. So he came w- up with pizza. The other one is licorice. 
Our girl is April, which that was my <laughs> that was my decision there. And then the other boy is Cloud or Cloudy. Oh, that's cute. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I'd say the goats have the craziest names, minus minus April. And that's when we brought them home in April of last year. Ah. Uh, so that's why she got her name. <laughs> That's great. But we have we have my son decided to name one green beans, so there's that crazy one. <laughs> he likes the food pea. theme. Yeah. So yeah green he... beans are a little different than pizza. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so do all your animals run together in one giant swarm? Herd? Flock? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they for the most part they do. We have directly well attached to the back of our property we fortunately have land that was rented out by our neighbor farmer who actually let us take take over for the animals so we rent it we rent the property but we fenced it in so the goats have a lot of fresh grass out there we're in the middle of trying to get something built for their shade for some shade while they're back there they don't have any shade so Mm -hmm. they don't really like being out there and i don't blame them yeah once the morning uh heat or the afternoon heat starts up I, i bring them back over and they are ready because they just, we have lots of trees under their living area, tons of trees, so lots of shade and a swimming pool for the, well, for the ducks, not for the goats. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to keep asking really specific questions about these farmed animals because I'm learning sure. a lot. Uh, <laughs> well, in terms of medical expenses and supplies for all of your companion animals, how is what are the challenges associated with farmed animals and veterinary bills and things like that? Because I mean, no, normal animals are difficult enough. And I imagine with the yeah. breeding and specialization and just manipulation of biological functions that occurs in the animals you have, there must be a whole host of really weird, unique issues. Thankfully, with the goats, the woman who runs the rescue that we that we got these goats from, she helped out. I mean, she helped. I, I don't know what how we would have done it had she not foot the bill for these for the two goats that needed emergency surgery so i'm e- eternally indebted to her did that um, happen to be the ari it is it yeah is. so yes. Grace, i actually Grace just kind of want to mention that because i know a lot of people are a little unfamiliar with goats as farmed animals because you know goat meat doesn't always come to mind when you think of of food but they're they're exploited a lot more than people realize, I think. Yes, um, and yes. that particular situation really highlighted that. It was very local. I believe he had well over 60 animals, and most of them, or a good chunk of them, were pregnant when he was willing to give them all up. So I know a lot of you guys in the local rescue community pitched in for that one. Yeah, that was a great rescue. I I met forever friends through that rescue, Grace being one of them. It, it was just, it was awesome. And she's awesome, and the rescue's awesome. And like I said, I'm just very, very thankful we had her help for the goats, yeah. I suppose my next super specific question is, in terms of animals that eat grass, in my mind, if I was an animal that ate grass, wouldn't that be the equivalent of there just being french fries all over the ground everywhere I go? So how does that work with goats? <laughs> I want to live in that place. Yeah. <laughs> Did you how say, do they like regulate that? how much they're eating? Yeah, is do that... goats just eat oh. until they explode, or do you have to oh, mow yeah. the lawn every yeah. two days? <laughs> <laughs> they um, with four goats. I mean, I guess like if you had a 
a lot more than four, you wouldn't have a problem. But the field that we have for them, I mean, by the time they get an area pretty much eaten, you know, the other area that they were on is growing. I mean, they, they have it forever. It's a good amount of land for them that they'll always have it, except in wintertime, of course. But they uh, they go through a lot of hay. In the beginning, we were buying the tractor supply, high-quality Timothy hay. Plus, we were buying pellet food, medicated food. I mean, we were going all out because we just, we didn't know enough. And turned out we didn't need to do all that, according to the vet that, that operated on both both of our goat. Um, they are strictly hay right now <laughs> and an occasional daily treat of like apples, carrots, sometimes some, some iceberg lettuce, things like that. But they are very touchy. They're, they're insides, their stomachs that you got to watch. There's a lot of toxic plants out there that they can get a hold of and they will get them if they can, <laughs> if they can reach them. They're like, they, 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 they're awesome, but they make me worried because of the problems that they had in the beginning. And I'd be remiss if I didn't ask the what about backyard eggs question. I know anybody's done any type of vegan advocacy. Apparently, every other person only eats backyard eggs. So what? And you <laughs> mentioned earlier that you don't eat your chickens' eggs. So what is your no. thoughts on backyard eggs and your response to people who may say that's an okay thing to do? I first tell them, you know, I used to think there was absolutely nothing wrong with, you know, I'm not hurting the chicken. I'm just taking the egg. The egg, they're leaving it for me type of thing. But then I... I learned basically from Challenge 22, even more so, like chickens are, they're bred to lay one a day versus in nature, it's like, what, 12 a year and their bodies suffer because of that intense egg laying. I mean, I've, I watched my chickens lay eggs. I mean, they, they are not happy about it. You know, they, they, they're in pain. Um, that's obvious to me now. It wasn't before, you know, I just thought that's what they have to do. We feed their eggs back to them for the calcium that they lose while laying, the, you know, it belongs to them. They're, it's their eggs. It sounds like the way we've bred chickens to lay eggs every single day is depleting their calcium levels, but by feeding them back their eggs, you're helping them regain their calcium. Yes, that's correct. Yes. You mentioned challenge 22. Can you tell us a little bit about that for those people that might be unfamiliar? I love Challenge 22. I am so thankful that I heard about it. I heard about it on Instagram, actually, from James Aspie, the animal rights activist. Um, he, he mentioned it. It was perfect for me, for my situation. I'm a stay-at-home mom. I felt like I wanted to do more for, for the animals, and this was like calling out my name. <laughs> so... I couldn't do street activism. I couldn't do because I'm taking care of my son. So, yeah, I signed up within a few minutes after I saw about it. I read about it. And uh, you just you have to be vegan for six months. There's a little little bit of some questions to fill out to become a mentor. And you help people. It's a 22-day free challenge online. And so many supportive mentors. And there's registered dietitians for any question you have regarding nutrition any concerns it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun we do daily cha challenges every day where they can make uh like we have pizza day we have burger day eat the rainbow day we have all kinds of of uh go to the health food store and find find a new find it's it's a lot of fun and it keeps me sane really because when you're vegan you're surrounded by the non-vegan world being a part of this huge community online and and a lot of my friends through the challenge will say that 
that that we're just one big family even though we, we've never met in person we get each other regarding our vegan life yeah it's nice to have that kind of support definitely yeah do you have any specific stories about some mentees that really stick out in your mind i always love the ones that are very skeptical about this lifestyle but want to make some healthier changes and then at the end of the challenge at the end of the 22 days they will share a long like thank you to everyone and and just basically say they've learned so much they had a lot of fun they're not looking back uh this lifestyle's for them they don't want to contribute to the animal abuse anymore those type those type of stories i mean they're they're thankfully there have been quite a few over the two years i've been with them you know it always always gets me emotional when i hear those stories because it's the world is changing do you have any advice for anyone that might be taking on that mentor role? For Challenge 22, we like to keep a very uplifting, motivated, positive vibe, encouraging to anyone, whether planning on going vegan or whether they're just doing the challenge to see how it is. We just ask them to not post anything that's not vegan in the challenge. We, you get You get people who aren't people who sign up who aren't very nice at first, <laughs> but we have, we've just seen firsthand, like if we just show them kindness and understanding and Hey, we've been there. Um, most of us were not born vegan type of mentality. You know, they have a change of heart a lot of times. What's some of the most challenging obstacles you've seen on people's vegan journeys? Well, I know a lot of people who have tried not necessarily going completely vegan, but even just cutting back on animal products. They have a hard time with dairy, cheese in particular. I have two grown daughters, and they struggle with the cheese, as did I. But in my view, I, I just, because I'm, I'm vegan for the animals, because, so I learned what cheese is, what the animals, the, the cows and the babies go through for us to eat cheese. You know, I, I try and explain that in best way I can without turning them off, turning anyone off from, from listening. Yeah, I think that's the hardest part, especially for a lot of people who have recently gone vegan, is they're so yeah. excited about their newfound lifestyle. They just want to spread it all over the place and, and yes. finding that balance between helping people and not being pushy. Exactly. And I struggled with that big time. <laughs> I struggled with that big time because once I knew everything and the blinders were, were off, as they say, like I, I thought, oh my gosh, I have got to tell as many people as I can because they're going to do the same thing as I did. They're going to, they're going to change. They're going to, and when that didn't happen, <laughs> that was kind of a, an eye opener too. That was hard for, for me. And I think that it's hard for a lot of people who, who decide to go vegan. It's always frustrating when you're trying to convince somebody to start going vegan and they say, well, actually back in the day, you used to eat all the ice cream and buffalo wings at the parties. And then my response is, yeah, yeah but I wish I'd stop sooner. So here you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. And I, I always try and remember that stuff too. And yet at the same time you think, well, look at, look around us. There's so many vegan products right now to choose from, to try and, and see for yourself. You know, vegan, I mean, this stuff is the future. I don't know how long down the road, but hopefully before I, <laughs> I'm no longer here. John and, and other vegans that have been, you know, vegan for 
10 plus years. I think, John, you're at 16. No, uh, 14, have, wow. 14, 14, it's Anna that's 16. Yeah. Wow. Um, they all Great. have... Good for you. Yeah, you. mentioned that it's never easier than now because of all of the products. Yeah. So Absolutely. we live in a great yeah. time period for that. Yeah. I'm on my second yeah, time well, around and it's so much easier Grace, than Grace, who runs the, the Animal 90s. Rescue, she's been vegan for over 40 years. Yep. Mm-hmm. And yes. it's like, wow, I can't even imagine the struggle. Of course, it's not near as bad as what the animals go through. I don't want to take up too much of your weekend, but something I like hearing from our guests is what is the next step in their vegan journey? We keep using the word journey, and there's really never an end to it because there's always something we can do better for the animals. So what's something you're really looking forward to as you continue advocating for the animals in your personal, professional, community, whatever life? Wow, that's another good question because I'm always trying to, to do different things to maybe like, okay, that was the that was something that really hit some of my friends. My animals, I have so many, I, I post my animals on my Facebook, on my Instagram, like all the time, just to show people the sides to these animals that they don't see that are hidden from them all the time that were hidden from me. You know, um, I try and make good recipes to share, post the recipes and pictures of, of my of my food I make. I I shared different things from like Earthling Ed and James Aspie and just constantly trying to to help the animals. Um, and and I'm open to to new things all the time. I went to a turkey vigil almost a year ago. That that was that was hard. That was my I, I've never been to a vigil before. You know the 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 turkeys in the trucks heading into the building. Security was there, and I mean they they go to a lot. They go to a lot to keep us from seeing the reality of what these poor creatures go through. And we could see them on the belts, you know, hanging by their feet. And, yeah, that was hard. You just want to save them. You just want to reach in and, and try and save them. So next up is a bunch of turkeys in your backyard is what you're saying. I, I almost had one. I almost had one. A local, they reached out to me and asked me if I wanted a, a, a turkey. It turned out to be a beautiful beautiful boy turkey and uh i don't know what happened but she, she i don't know she must have thought twice about it i mean she raises them for their meat and eggs and um and i have two chickens from their farm already one is blind and one can't walk too well so i don't know i don't understand why i she decided not to let me have him we we even had a name picked out for him we were going to call him howie <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I'm still I yes, we we definitely want would love to have a turkey or two strutting around in the backyard. <laughs> so if anybody out there has a turkey or two or yeah. four they wanna um help Kelly out with, we'll include information how to reach out to her in the show notes. <laughs> Wonderful, yes. <laughs> well, it sounds like you're doing more than your fair share of the work for the animals, Kelly, so thank you so much. Does anyone have any last questions or comments? No. All right, I'll give you the final words, Kelly. What are the parting okay. words for our listeners? Just go vegan. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. And I like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening. Please email us at bekindpodcast at gmail.com with any questions or concerns or comments, and we'd love to hear from you. Bye. Meow, meow, meow. 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 Meow, meow, meow.